The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Yes, I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and this is a live show being broadcast all over the world. Um, I hope you have the chance to keep coming back to Unity Online Radio uh, because we've got so many wonderful hosts uh, that are here, and everybody is here for you. I mean, we don't do this just for us. It's very rewarding, of course. It satisfies us. It 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 uh, inspires us to inspire and motivate you. And we want to be lights. And everybody has such incredible messages. And so today is um, uh, not unlike any other day that I am going to bring you inspiration and. Uh, but today I am going to do it with, with a very special guest that I had a chance to meet a couple of years ago, uh, and I'm I'm just blessed to be able to call her colleague. Uh, you know, here is here is the thing of life. It's so funny because when I was a kid growing up, um, by the time I reached my teenage years, one of the things I used to hear uh, was, "You can tell whether your life is successful by the people that you can call colleague and friend." Because obviously, now at, at that time when I was a kid, I, you know, I, I didn't really understand the meaning of that. But now as a full-fledged um, um, adult, I'll leave it there. I'm not of the senior age yet, but I'm the of the older generation. And having gone through many years of understanding that, the life you live actually determines you wind up attracting in it. Of course, we know the law of attraction. Uh, and a lot of times people use the law of attraction consciously um, to try to bring in dreams and desires and goals and things like that. But you have to understand it also works unconsciously and it's based on your values and this, the uh, mindset that you have and the attitude that you walk through life in. And so if you're bringing in people that you absolutely adore and love and situations you adore and love, then you know you're on the right path. If you're bringing in that negative Nellies and all those people that bring you down, then you got to examine some of your own values and attitudes. Well, I have to tell you all of this just to say, and it's so important, I am very proud of the attitudes and the beliefs that I have because it they have afforded me the uh, ability to meet some of the most amazing people um, that are doing such amazing work. And, um, and Suzanne Wilson, is at the top of the list of that. Um, she, she, we had such brief contact when we first met, when I was doing Beyond Belief, which is a Gaia TV program. Such a brief meeting, but it was obviously such a connection because we started communicating and I started 
what she was doing and she was paying attention to what I was doing and we were wanting to plan an event together and stuff like that. And then this event in September, the Soul Summit of Scottsdale, came up. And so I just feel so blessed. And she is a guest on my show. And we're going to introduce her in just a minute. Um, I just needed to say that this is going to be very special for all you guys to listen to Suzanne. She's got such incredible command of spiritual concepts and metaphysical philosophies, and she'll share that with you. But one of the things that I did want to mention, okay, people are constantly asking me, um, how do you take a spirit journey? What do I do to believe in myself? What do I do to grow? And I'm like, you've got to do work. You can't just sit there and experience your life day to day and just let it happen. Okay, so you've got a schedule. You wake up in the morning and chances are you get ready for work working and you're not retired and and you go out and you have your breakfast and you shower and you do all of that stuff you go to work and you get involved over there and then you have your lunchtime and then when you're done with your lunchtime you might have a pee break and then after your pee break you go back to work into that mundaneness and then you come home and oh gosh it's dinner time and you got to get that dinner ready and and whether it's with you and a partner and somebody else and you sit and you may talk about the day and then your favorite show is on tv don't miss this is us they're amazing you know and you sit down there together and you're watching this is us but you got to get ready for the next day and so you might get your stuff together you might get your clothes together you plan oh i've got to go to bed you may not have even made it through the entire episode of this is us and you fell asleep on the couch and so you wind up going to bed and then you do the exact same thing the next day all over again but then the weekend comes and you break up that plan by making sure you get the house clean the mold the lawn mowed and boy there's all that spontaneity stuff that is complete routine from top to Saturday through Sunday, Sunday through Saturday, whatever you want to look at, there's your life. And then you ask me, how do I grow uh, spiritually? How do I grow um, to be the soul that I meant to be? Well, you got to stop the mundane work and start getting into the spiritual work. You've got to start expanding your belief systems. Your entire life is created by your beliefs. You need Fired, you need them expanded. You need to start thinking about yourself better. And just the same as if you want to take care of your body and lose weight, you go on a special diet. You want to build muscles like I've been doing. You go to the gym and you work your butt off there, literally. And and if you want to work mentally, or maybe you go to a counselor or a therapist or you're part of a group and you share your emotions all the time, what do you do spiritually? You combine all of it. You work on your body, you work on your emotions, and you work on your beliefs. And one of the best ways of working on your belief is by gathering information, experiencing information, and other luminaries. And, and that's exactly one of the reasons why I do the event I do. It's, and, and one of the major events that I'm sure Suzanne and I will be talking about today is the Soul Summit of Scottsdale, which is amazing. It's a gathering of unbelievable luminaries that are coming together, sharing their wisdom, sharing their knowledge, and you would be immersed in all of that. You cannot just sit at home and watch Game of Thrones on Netflix and to grow spiritually. Yes, that's a wonderful entertainment. But now the time that you put in to entertain yourself, you need to put in to advance yourself. And it's just as entertaining, believe it or not. Um, the 
people are humans with humor and and enlightenment and they're fun and exciting. So you need to come to an event like that. Um, so and also Unity is doing a cruise and we'll talk about the time but um uh, will suzanne and i i'd like to get to bringing her on now at this point so that she can confirm some of the things that i'm talking about here uh, raising yourself to a higher vibration is by expanding your experiences your positive spiritual and metaphysical experiences and your beliefs so Without further interruption, I just have to bring on this amazing person, um, Suzanne Wilson. Now, what's so special about her is she's scientifically authenticated as a medium and a spiritual teacher. And she lives in Carefree, Arizona, and, and thus the nickname, her clients actually nicked her, named her the Carefree Medium. I absolutely love it. Um, <clears throat> now, she was hid in the psychic closet while working as a corporate executive and university director. She was very young and uh, apparently understood that there were some things going on with her that were different than other um, people and, and children. But she had to hide that, as so many of us uh, did, right? And so she, her mission now is to teach people how to make their own connection with guides and loved ones. And so she also went through, and I've got to find this out, a near-death experience that changed her life incredibly. Um, and so many people do. Um, Suzanne has worked with some of the most acclaimed researchers, such as Dr. Victor Zamet, um, Wendy Zamet. Um, she was the founding board member of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. They're one of the ones that are putting on this summit in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I'm just thrilled to be a member of that organization now. So I want to bring Suzanne on so that she can share her story. You know, anybody can read a bio off of a website, but this person's energy will give life to that bio. So Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us today on the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Welcome, Suzanne Wilson, everybody. I am so happy to be here, Vincent. And I have to say, your aura, my brother man, it is still bright pink, just like when I first saw you at the Gaia Studios in Colorado when we were filming. I saw you in, uh, I think, like the studio room or the green room. I'm like, wow, that dude has the biggest <laughs> pink aura. You know what that means, don't you? Well, I, well, it's it's interesting. I, I know what some of the other colors mean, but I feel that pink has to do with love. Am I correct in that? Yes. Absolutely. It's a high expression of the heart energy. And um, someone else may look at your aura and they may see pink and they may see this and this and that. But I have sort of like my own, my, my brain and my wiring and, and uh, my soul interprets things certain ways. And when I see this bright pink, I know that I am looking at a person who is in a high vibrational state of compassion for others, but also has the compassion for himself because mm. if we're only out there doing give 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 in the back of the heart chakra is like you're not worthy you're not worthy you're not worthy i don't see that big healthy pink aura i, I see something that that needs some healing but um, i mean you're you're there you're you're absolutely oh. there so I'm well you're amazing there you go. You see, you just helped me, and and that was unbelievable. You validated my work and who I am, and that's the most 
important thing to me, uh, you know, Suzanne, is to make sure people feel my authenticity and my love. That is what's lacking the most in this world is love. And so when you say that, you really honor me. Thank you so much for that. You're amazing. Well, I will so what made you carefree? Go I, ahead. I, I'm sorry. I heard this, wait, I got to tell you about the song I woke up this morning. Um, every yeah. morning when I wake up, I say, thank you. I've got another day. Um, I'm going to do the work. Help me reach the most people I can. And then I say, what do I need to know today? This song came on. And it was the song from the 60s, What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. And it's been oh. stuck in my head all morning. Oh, that was definitely profound. And for all the listeners, that's called a synchronicity, not a coincidence. So, yes, and and you are a light of that. So, so okay, let's get to it. First of all, um, you did mention that you were young um, and gifted. What what do you mean by that? And how young were you? Well, I was very small. It was the year before kindergarten. And there is a program called Head Start that low-income families can send their child to the year before kindergarten to get them equipped to be able to socialize in school. And I was one of those low-income kids that got sent to the program. And as a toddler, I'd always said things like, oh, mommy, that man is blue or that lady's green. Um, but when I got to the Head Start, it was a classroom setting. I was so overwhelmed I would hide. And it's because I was seeing the colors and the, and the light figures around the teacher, the students. Um, it was overwhelming. And I was hiding the classroom behind um, one of these big rocking horse type of toys where two kids could sit on it and like a, and rock. And they would lean it up against the wall when the playtime was over and it was time to start the class. I hid back there, Vincent. And um, oh. I only came out because I was hungry. When they brought the snacks out, I came out and said, can I have one? And my teacher said, why have you been hiding? Next thing I know, um, I'm in the principal's office and I'm in trouble. Um, and that started a conversation. Whoa. Okay. So, so wait. So if you're a kid and, and there you are in that program, right? And you're in the classroom and you're seeing and, and did you tell the teacher what you were seeing? Did you say, oh, wow, I see all of this or that or your mother or somebody? What made you keep it in if you did? I don't know. All I can tell you is it was so overwhelming I could barely speak. Wow. And had it not been for snack time, I probably would have stayed there through the whole half-day program and then sneaked out at the end. But then I started going to first grade, kindergarten, second grade, and I got bullied because then I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I got more bold. I was a little bit bigger of a kid. And I would say to another child in a class, um, there's a lady standing behind you. She says she's your granny. And, of course, that child turns around, and if they don't see the same thing, which 90% of the time they did it, I'd get pushed down on the playground. Or um, I was uh. called Crazy Susie. So I was sort of like the butt of the jokes. And so I started faking sick, like, oh, I've got a stomachache, I can't go to school. And my mom got concerned, and she called her dad over to talk to me, and he was a Presbyterian preacher. So he asked Oops. me, why don't you want to go to school? I know. I told him why. To my Oops. surprise, he said, oh. I see them too. 
Oh, my gosh. That definitely is rare. It is. And he's the one that taught me that this is from, um, he, he called it the Lord. It's from the Lord, meaning it's from God. It's from source. You know, sometimes when you say God or Lord, people's eyes glaze over and they think about church and dogma. But he was way ahead of his time, and I believe he was a closeted medium himself. But he also taught me you got to go underground with this. you got to be very, very careful with this. Um, Some of his parishioners, he would have them come in secretly, and he would do hypnotherapy to help them quit smoking, to help them with alcoholism. Um, He would do past life regressions and things like this. So he was very, very advanced. But that one day of him sitting me down saying, you cannot miss any more school. You're going to get held back, and you're a straight-A student, but you're missing school. Why? With me telling him about the bullying and why, it opened up a beautiful path before me because I started spending weekends with my grandparents. We'd go to a movie on Friday night, usually a John Wayne movie or a Vincent Price movie. Oh, um, I that, love those them. the big ones, remember? Yes. And later, later, I would run into Vincent Price's spirit in a house in Hollywood Hills, which was really, really interesting. The whole oh, time. my gosh. That's but amazing. I know. That was cool. Um, but then we'd stay up late and we'd talk. And um, I, I learned a lot from him. So I was really, really lucky to have a mentor from about age five to age 14. You know, that had to be divine guidance right there because normally you would have been shut off. You would have shut yourself off as protection. And chances are you could have been really frightened. I know so many clients that I work with and I try to teach that say that they had that ability as a kid, but because of their fears and the ridicule and the torment that they went through, they completely shut it off. And now they don't know how to turn it back on again. And um, we all have that. And what the craziest thing is, Suzanne, Since the beginning of time, it was very accepted. The entire Old Testament is written based on prophet information and people who would talk with source God um, and and be able to have those visions. And it was totally accepted then. And then as soon as we came into the modern age, we actually went backwards and turned it off, which was the saddest thing. But thank goodness you had the guidance that you had. Okay, So you had all of that guidance, but during that guiding, were you ever told what you were supposed to do with it? Like, how did you find that out? My grandfather, on the night that he died, he came to me, his spirit came to me, and he told me. What happened was for a few days, we had now moved to a town, a two hour drive away. I'm 14 years old. My granddad is my best friend. All I have is the phone now because I can't drive yet. And for a week before I had this premonition that he was going to die. He was only 56. And so my mom said, let's talk to him because, you know, we, we know the things that you see come true. And I talked to him on the phone and it was an interesting conversation that I'd never recounted to anybody until recently, but he said, no, I'm fine. I feel fine. I've just had a checkup. Uh, I'm good. I'm don't worry about it. And he said something really odd. He said, you know, you can't help everybody. You can only help the one God puts right in front of you in that moment. And it didn't make much sense to me at all. But I realized now those would be his last words to me in his physical body. Because a couple nights later, 
um, as I was going to sleep, he walked into the room and I said, oh, you came to visit after all. And um, I turned on the lights. I could still see him. He just reached out his arms for me and we started to dance together like we did at the father-daughter dances. And he says, I have to tell you something. God has called me home. You're going to be okay. The family was, is going to be okay. And I said, well, what do I do? What am I going to do without you? What do I do? And he said, you must trust. And then he was gone. And I sat on the end of my bed, 14 years old, sobbing so hard. Then I heard a phone off the hallway down in the kitchen ring and ring and ring. My mom woke up and then I heard her scream. They had just gotten the news that he passed. So I was very upset that he would leave me like that. Um, they leave all of us, his parishioners, everyone. He was so loved. He had to have two funerals in two cities. But especially, what the hell is this you must trust business, right? Right. <laughs> That's oh huge. My God. You must trust, right? As first, a 14-year-old, you're supposed to trust. What are you supposed to trust? There's so much instability in our childhoods that, you know, it's very hard to trust anybody. You try to trust a teacher that maybe nurtures you a little bit more. You try to trust, trust your parents. But everybody winds up saying things to you that make you lose that trust. So, okay, so you're 14 years old and your grandfather... The mere fact alone that you have a conversation with him and you're very accepting of it as if it happened every day in your life, I find that amazing. Okay, so now let's skip ahead a little bit and you become a young adult and you go out into the world, you're leaving school. What direction at that point did you know to go in? Like you became a director. Well, you know, here's the thing. I wanted to find people my own age I could talk to that had these abilities, but everyone I meet just wanted to tell scary ghost stories and, um, you know, maybe play with the spirit board, the Ouija board or something like that. And I was never attracted to that. So I, I sort of gave it up. I did a lot of astral traveling as a child. I didn't know what it was called. So I was enjoying all of these things secretly, but I just decided, all right, I'm going to achieve, I'm going to go out and make money. And if I have enough money, uh, I'll be able to choose how I want to live my life. Right. It's like, then once I got on that path of school and getting my bachelor's in management, my master's in public administration, I got a, a certification as a senior professional in HR. And I'm, I'm even working on a, my doctorate in HR development, which is really the development of human capital. It's not administration well, yes, it or forms and right. things. It's it's getting the most out of people and high performance teams and things like that. And my psychic and mediumship abilities became a secret hobby that frankly, I can't believe I'm gonna say this to you, Vincent. I was ashamed of my hobby. You know, I mean mm. you, you you would think that I was like um addicted to gambling or something like that. You know, I was like hiding my hobby of going to workshops and things, but I had to see how far it could go. Um, and then the long and short of it is I became a pretty um, unempathetic, motivated person that just wanted to get ahead and get lots of material things. I sort of lost my way for a while. Oh, you know what? 
you know what? You said something that's really important for all the listeners. Okay. All right. Now I'm I'm going to you're my guest, but I'm going to just redirect what you just said in a different way. Okay. You mm-hmm. think you lost your way. You need to go to a place that you're not sometimes, and this is for everybody in order to find out who you really are and the place you're meant to be. And so sometimes it feels like you're making the wrong choices. Sometimes it feels like you're doing something in hiding and, and maybe you're, you're, you're living a lower vibration. But a lot of times that is meant to be in order to discover the higher part of you. I've said this over and over again. When Jesus was first awakened to his mission at 33 years old, and he wandered in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and we know the story that he met the devil three times, right? And he was tempted by the devil, all right? Christianity wants to teach how powerful Jesus was, that he went against that, and he turned down the devil because he has God within him. In actuality, the devil temptations were his inner demons, and his fears, and him thinking mystically in his head and quietly where nobody else can think, all the negative things that can go on, having that power and doing that stuff. He had to go through that and release that before he could find out who he really was. And I kind of liken you to that adventure. And I'm going to say one other thing. We're coming up to a commercial, and then there's a lot more you've got to share. But... I now have a feeling I know why your grandfather left while you were so young, because he knew he'd be able to help you better on that side, because he already knew where you'd be venturing in your early stages and going on astral projections and stuff like that. My goodness, it's, it's amazing you didn't get lost, but chances are... It was because your grandfather was taking care of you. And and we're going to come back. What would you say to that real quick before we go into commercial break? I, it, I get thumbs up, green light, and the happy ding, ding, ding of a bell, all three of my yes indicators. Oh, my God, I love that. Well, there you go. Well, we're here on the Stop Stopping Yourself show with not just the carefree uh, medium, Suzanne Wilson, the most amazing medium and person. And we're going to talk about her gifts and the work she does now. You're with the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. We're with special guest Suzanne Wilson, the carefree medium. We'll see you back here on the other side of the commercial. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back. Uh, This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and we're here talking with the carefree medium, Suzanne Wilson, giving us an amazing story. And Suzanne, do me a favor. First of all, for everybody, I want them to be able to uh, connect with you and and read even more about you. So can you give the best way for people to do that? Sure. It's my website, carefreemedium. Dot com. As Vincent mentioned earlier, I live and work out of Carefree, Arizona, but I also believe that 
when you know that you're always surrounded, loved, guided, and supportive, you can live a more carefree life. It's so carefreemedium.com. Oh, I love that. And on that, now, we were just talking during the break, and you had mentioned, I was asking you about books that you have written. Could you share that as well? Yes. I've contributed to other people's um, books, the compilation books where different people have chapters in, but I also have my book called Soul Smart, What the Dead Teach Us About Spirit Communication. There's a second edition that came out last year, and it's a simple step-by-step how to make your own direct connection with your own spirit guides and beloved people and pets who now live on the other side of life. Because I firmly believe that we all have the ability to make our own connection to our own loved ones and guides. I'm working on book two now, uh, which will be more focused on spirit guides. Um, We're seeing a lot more people wanting to tune in to their higher selves to the guides that are around them, and to just take a beat, pause, and to make better choices in their lives. So that's the second book that's coming, but the first one is on Amazon and in major bookstores. For some reason, I'm in Arizona, but for some reason, all the Barnes and Nobles in um, Southern California seem to carry my book, too. Well, that's fabulous. Um, uh, no questions there. A lot of divine guidance in that one as well. So, so let's. Ju- I want to jump because people need to hear. There's so much about you that everybody needs to really learn about. So, I really advise everybody to go to your site and get you. So, here you are, this kid. You're playing around with the paranormal, the metaphysical world, and and then you go to school and you're you're getting these degrees, and it has nothing to do with the metaphysical world or spirituality. Mm-hmm. But you're still learning and you're still growing. And now, all of a sudden, you become the psychic medium who's helped thousands of people all over the world, and you're on major television shows and all things like that. How did that part happen? What made you switch over? Well, I like to quote John Lennon that life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. And in 2007, I was definitely making other plans, but I had anaphylaxis. And in that anaphylactic episode, I stepped out of my body and felt myself fully immersed in just heading towards the other side of life. I didn't quite get there because there was an injection that was prepared and put into me. And I got to tell you, though, the physical world, as I'm looking at my body from outside and behind it, the physical world didn't look real anymore. The physical world looked flat, shiny, almost dead. It was, it was, so, it was almost nothing compared to the new world that I was heading into, I heard beautiful angelic music that just kept coming and crescendos of of comforting waves. I felt my granddad's arms around me. And before I could do anything, anything to go to that music and and, and go deeper into those lights, um, the injection went into me and I was vacuum sucked back into my body. But what happened, you know, Vincent, some people get wake up calls, some people don't. Or some people get wake-up calls that are small. This is a big wake-up call, right? This big wake-up call, I couldn't turn off the abilities anymore. I was so connected with the other side that um, 
I could see spirit people 24-7 without trying to tune in. Now, that is an interesting problem to have, my friend. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I don't have that problem. That's yeah, amazing. I don't anymore. <laughs> How do you deal with that? How did you deal with that? I didn't deal with it very well. Well, first off, after the NDE, I was just this gushy marshmallow of I want to hug everybody and love everybody. And I, you know, that's a huge personality change for love, my loved ones in the physical world and colleagues at work, especially to see me go from the buttoned up corporate lady, you know, with the Hillary Clinton pantsuits into the, oh, give me a hug. How's your son? I heard he broke his arm. Oh, da, da, da. And wow. like, they were in shock. They were like, this is not the same person. Where did you put Suzanne Wilson? And um, and then I got super depressed because I couldn't turn off the spirit world. And I did not know why I wasn't accepted on the other side. It, it felt like rejection for a while. And I started drinking Ooh. heavily. Ooh, yeah, wait, I, okay. Oh, stop right there for a minute. For the lay people, yeah. an NDE <laughs> is a near-death experience. So you mm-hmm. basically died and were brought back before you put your total two feet in the other side. Okay, right. now you started right. drinking? Yeah, well, it's like this. Um, for me, a near-death experience like the one I had, and I don't, I don't go that far, it's kind of like going to Hong Kong but all you see is the airport and then you just get right back on the plane and go back and people ask you what's Hong Kong like. And I say, I don't know, but they have a damn fine airport, you know? And so I knew That's funny. That was head, <laughs> right. I knew it was heading for someplace beautiful because I could hear the music and see the colors. And my granddad was there. Um, but that, that robotic voice that said, your work has not started yet. Um, didn't let me go further. So I go from this euphoria to crash and burn into, I see dead people constantly. I have no peace. Um, they, they startle me because I could see them objectively like they're in the room. Um, I have heaven's reject. They didn't even want me over there. I can no longer really perform my, my, my role um, in my job. Um, geez, I need to stay here long enough for my stock options to vest. Da, da, da. I mean, it was a very confusing time and alcohol wow. was my way to close those doors down. Yeah, it is for a lot of people, Suzanne. It is for a lot of people. It is it, it is a, a self-medicating a substance. Yeah, and it's very unhealthy. Fortunately, it didn't last very long for me. I went back to those same um, secret workshops in the teachers I had been seeing in, in, in secret to develop, I went back and said, help me, I can't shut this off. And so you raised your vibration. Yeah. But I then I was like negating it. Um, by, you know, people will tell me now, oh, if I have a couple cocktails, I can really tune into spirit and do a reading. I'm like, no, you can't. You're, you're, you just think you can. I use alcohol to tune out. So I look for a better way. And one of my teachers said to me, Suzanne, have you ever stopped to think, just ask them, what do they want? I'm like, oh, okay. So I started doing that. And they just said, I just wanted to just say hi, because I know you can see me. Oh, hi. And then I learned ways to tune out and tune in using my intention. And um, I, I, I got empowered finally, but I still realized I don't have the drive 
to keep heading up. Like my next move would be like vice president um, in a five, six billion dollar company. I didn't care anymore. I had a huge home with my husband. Um, I had the, the Mercedes. We had several cars, boats, all of it. I did not care anymore. Um, I wanted. I knew I wanted to get to the desert. My anaphylaxis came from allergy testing for molds. There were molds in Florida. My doctor looked at me one day and said, if you don't get out of Florida, you will die. And I'm like, wow. The universe made everything crystal clear to me. And I know the universe makes things clear to people, but sometimes we don't want to see them. And it doesn't have to be no. something strong like um, a near-death experience. I, I had a, a client recently who said, um, I've always wanted to write my book of short stories. And I had this experience of light. And I said, well, tell me. She was watching her two granddaughters swinging on a swing set at the park. And all of a sudden, light enveloped the whole park. And she felt nothing but love for all the strangers in that park, just like she had felt for her two granddaughters who were swinging on the swing set. And then she felt that love for herself. And she went home and sat down. And in three days, she had written her short story book. That was her wake up call. So they come different right. ways, don't they? Oh, they absolutely do. I've been dealing with people all the time. And, and a lot of the ways, now this is what's the interesting part. A lot of the ways they usually come could be in trauma and crisis. And here you are, you yourself just validated that for everybody else. Here you are with these gifts. So you see people, it doesn't make a difference how many gifts you have. It doesn't make a difference whether you experience them as young. First of all, all connected we're all psychic and we all can be mediums come to to soul summit scottsdale and learn how to do that and each of us go through our own messages sometimes some people need a shaking by the shoulders some people need a tap on the shoulders to wake them up and to say okay you've got your dream now go after it all right so what happened for you what it sounds like suzanne is is that you had all of these gifts still unaccepting of what to do with them and chances are deep down inside of you was some kind of guidance system but you needed and you desired more of a wake-up call that pushed you into Arizona and there in Arizona now it seems like you're accomplishing everything and reaching people all over the world just from going from Florida to Arizona so when you moved to Arizona what woke you up then well it was interesting because where I am there's sacred ground everywhere and the the native tribes here tell us that it's sacred ground everywhere so we had this house that uh, we couldn't quite live in yet because I, I still hadn't gotten completely out of my business situation in Florida. But we were visiting our house in Carefree. I had these two little white schnauzers and there is a sliding door to go back and we actually have a patch of grass that's pretty sizable, which is really rare in the Sonoran Desert. I'm gonna tell you where it reaches oh. 120, but it's nice for the dogs. One night, I'm opening the sliding glass door to take these two little white schnauzers out back and they both sit down in the doorway and freeze and look up at me and their little eyes are huge and they won't go out in the back. And I look out there and my yard is filled with first tribe members, the first nation people. Um, I'm, I think they are Tohono Odom tribe, which was, you know, 
what was really um, big here in my area. But suffice it to say, they were not of the living. And guess <sighs> what, Vincent? They were all looking at me and my dogs. I can't believe you said that. My house that I purchased and had built, we we chose the property first, then build a house on it, is on a Lundy Indian burial ground. Wow. So I've gotten those visitors. They were visitors checking and, me out. They checked me oh out. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. No wonder why we yeah. have a connection. Go on. I want to hear more. Well, I looked at them, and they looked at me. So I left the dogs inside. I'm not going to do anything to scare them. And I, I just walked out and I stood at the edge of the grass. And as they all looked at me, um, I, I sent them the thought, I honor you. And they sent back a thought to me, just hello or welcome, something simple. It was just like a, a word or two. And they began some ritual. And I just watched and it went on for a full five minutes where I'm seeing them. There's two types of objective clair or, or two types of clairvoyance. Objective, you see them like they're objects. They're there, they're physical, real right. as you or me. Subjective in the mind's eye, right? For anybody listening. Right. I saw them objectively real for five full wow. minutes. And in their presence, all I could feel was how much they loved each other and how much they supported each other and how much they love the earth. And they let me watch because they trusted me. And I'm like, gosh, they just met me and they trust me. Well, that's how the, the peoples were years and years ago. They could read the soul. They understood yes. soul to soul connections. They knew an enemy from a friend instantly like that. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it's totally, it's natural, it's innate, it's what makes us divine. Well, I would spend more time here at the house whenever I could, when I wasn't in Florida, alone, just me and dogs. And I would meditate sometimes for hours. Now, I'd already sat in development circle, I'd already gone, I'd already had great teachers and tutoring and all of that, but I, quite frankly, needed some unwinding time. and. I could feel their spirits working around me. And I, I, to this day, believe that they worked on my aura, my energy, and helped me open up even more fully and, and trust more. I, I want to say something to that, okay? Um, you, because of free will, nothing, not God, not Indians, not our guides, not our angels can make anything happen to us or for us unless we open to it. And right. I bet you, you uh, yeah. opened to it. You stood there. You allowed that to happen. I, I honored them. And it was like an invitation. And they gave me a guide. Wow. And um, he is a wolf. He's a white wolf. Um, I didn't tell anybody. I've had several other people say, you know, there's some big white dog with you. And, and, and White Wolf comes from this tribe that I saw that day all those years ago. And he's, a, he's not just a protector, but he reminds me to get out with nature and be one with nature. And years ago at um, the Academy for Spirituality and Consciousness Studies, I really made myself vulnerable. I stood up in front of all these guys 
all these people in the audience, and I showed a slide with depictions of my spiritual team and the white wolf, a wolf being one of them. And I mean, we're talking people in the audience, like, I, I don't remember who was there, but it's people like Gary Schwartz, Dean Radin, and folks like mm. that. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, they're going to laugh at me. They're going to laugh me out of here. But to my surprise, afterwards, people were coming up and saying, I have Native American guides. I have a wolf guide or an animal guide or a, or a bear guide or what, you know, you get the guides that you need and you get a team, but you're absolutely right. Your soul invites them in. Oh, without a doubt. And I'm going to, I got another funny um, uh, synchronicity for you, Suzanne. You are going to see it because I bring it with me. When I do my events, I wear a medallion that an artist did and it's a white wolf. Oh, okay. Man. All right. And I had the closest to it as a dog, a Siberian Husky who was silver and, and white and um, which was amazing. Yes. Okay. So I need to know, and we need everybody to know now, that's absolutely amazing. How did you become scientifically authenticated? And how did you become a board member of that institute and create it? So tell us that. Well, um, the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, I was invited to be on the board. And at first they said, no, I don't like boards. I don't like politics. I, I, I like things to be more... Um, you know, not so structured. And then I realized, wait a second, you're into mediumship education and research. Naturally, go on the board. I'll just do it for a year. Three years later, <laughs> uh, yes. three, right? Three huge conferences. Um, I've been able to raise money and give money to some of the scientists. And um, I'm not on the board anymore, just a member, because I, I was like, I did my time. Um, but what I have to tell you is interesting is the community that was created through the organization and the community are, there are people that, you know, they still meet online in a Facebook group, but once a year we come together and that's what we're doing September 12th through 15th, because there's nothing like being in a room with like-minded people, all experiencing um, new modalities. We tie the science in with the um, qualitative experiences so there's quantitative data, meaning we can measure numbers with heart rate and heart coherence. Um, but there's also, you know, the qualitative data, which is your experiences of light, like the woman described to me with the watching her grandchildren and feeling all the love and the light. Um, those two marry together, Vincent, quite nicely. And there are many mediums, especially around Arizona between um, the University of Arizona Consciousness Studies Lab and the Winbridge Institute that have submitted ourselves for double and triple blind studies just to, pro to provide the evidence that consciousness survives death. So we get to do wow. that. We do that as volunteers. We don't get paid to do it. Um, different studies will run sometimes for two or three years or they just want you for one time. But, you know, it's nice to contribute back and add to the body of research that's out there. But we have 200 oh. years of afterlife research that's out there right now. That is amazing. I would love to be part of a study like that. That's why I actually joined um, your organization, just to be a part and constantly look at it and be in touch with people and see what they're doing, because that would be an amazing process and gift. So aren't you, didn't you uh, then produce or develop the summit that's coming up in September? Aren't you part of that besides speaking at it? 
Yes, um, with Kathleen Malone, our executive producer, we paid attention to the surveys from last year, and people were telling us we want a unified theme, we want to know how to raise our vibration, we still want the messages from the mediums, and there's going to be plenty of that in September um, on platform demonstrations, right. but um, and then and then also psychometry and psychic. Um, but we also have an intuitive lane where you can get an individual appointment while you're there. But they basically said, let's focus in on what answers we need to have now. The world is changing. It's becoming even more difficult to be high vibrational. Give us more tools. And we're focused like a laser on that this year. Mm. We're also not doing a live stream because we've designed an experience. You have to be there to get it. And, but fortunately you can come for just a day. You can come for just Friday, you can come for just Saturday, or you can do the whole thing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, your workshop on Thursday is a once in a lifetime opportunity for people. Mm. They will get to really experience the, the stop stopping yourself methods, but right. they'll also Absolutely. be able to get soul messages from you. And um, that should be filling up real fast. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it and be able to offer that with everybody else. Because like you said, that energy, you know, I've done these workshops by myself, my own events. But I love being able to share the stage with other luminaries and experts because they help to raise that vibration. It's even more powerful. Can you share who's going to be there so everybody gets an understanding and a taste of it? Yeah, and you know, in fact, there are optional things that are open to the public without buying a full summit ticket. Like, for example, the workshop we're talking about on Thursday afternoon, um, September 12th with Vincent is open to the public. There are workshops on Sunday with Suzanne Giesman, um, Messenger of Hope, and Howard Martin of HeartMath that are open to public. There's a Friday night, a Psychic Vibes night with George Nuri and um, a panel and two psychics giving messages but let me give you just a quick uh list of the names um so george nori john holland is our keynote mm. on saturday night at our gala dinner um you heard suzanne geisman howard martin um gosh we have candace parisi the traveling intuitive mark christopher nelson who's done a lot of tv shows the positively psychic medium um, Neil Matinia has a, I think it's like a 300,000 member NDE, near-death experience group on Facebook. We have two, a couple of panels. Um, Arizona Bell from Spirit Guides Magazine. William Stickevers, wow. a consulting astrologer you hear all the time on Coast to Coast. Um, we have board members from, uh, from Helping Parents Heal, the Parents Grief Organization that um, celebrates the continuing relationship that parents have once their children have um, graduated to the other side of life, Elizabeth Vinay Brisson and Mark Ireland. It just goes on and on. And Wow, that um, is, a, I'm, I'm excited to be a part cool. of that because I'm going to attend all of them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it'll help it's, raise it's, mine. It's like, it's like I was talking to John Holland the other day. He says, I go to these things and, you know, sometimes you're tired, but he says, I don't like to hide in my room. I like to go and hear what everybody's saying. 
And, um, you know, I've been at huge events where you don't see anybody unless they're speaking, but we're people that we actually go and experience with you. And you might even see us in the hallway having a cup of coffee. Um, you know, right. we all want the same thing. We all know that we have to keep on raising our vibration, keeping high vibrational thoughts, words, and actions for ourselves. Yes. And um, it starts with us. No, totally. And and we uh, believe it or not, we only have a, a minute left. But Suzanne, please share with everybody the, the, the greatest message you can give them right now in the very short, limited time. What can they do to help them uh, to help themselves to open up? What, what's your advice? As you're falling asleep at night, give gratitude. Try to find something in the day that you're grateful for or something in your life that you're grateful for. And then I want you to picture, visualize, or imagine that you're achieving your greatest dream and feel it mm. in the body and go to sleep feeling that joy in your body. Neville Goddard taught this. Wayne Dyer taught this. It works. Everybody taught it. It's amazing. Listen to Suzanne. Suzanne, I hate interrupting you and stopping you. I want you to talk forever. I want to thank you for joining us today. You're amazing. You really are. People, thank you for listening. Please listen to this. Go to Suzanne's website, thecarefreemedium.com. Check out the Soul Summit and come on back to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. And again, I love you, Suzanne, and we'll see you all in September. Come on and join us, right, Suzanne? Yeah, let's have a good consciousness party. All right, and raise our high vibrations. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify.